live from Post Haste, it's Holistic Strides. Hey now everybody, thanks for watching Holistic Strides, a start with your feet production. We are coming to you live on tape from Post Haste Pharmacy and Wellness Center in Hollywood, Florida. Yay. My name is Dr. Richard Rimler, also known as Doc Rick, and this is Dr. Howard Petasevsky, also known as Doc Improv. And we are the John Lennon and Paul McCartney of Holistic, Holistic Podiatry. Podiatry and are also the hosts of Holistic Strides, a talk show devoted to taking one step forward on the path to a more holistic lifestyle with an emphasis on foot health and a splash of humor. Now please, Doc Improv, can you please give me the wellness high sign? I think I actually can. Thank you. You're very welcome, Dr. Rick. Where, where is that from, by the way? Little Rascals, of course. You are correct, sir. <laughs> hey now, uh, the ground rules for the show. So we prefer a hey now greeting between all striders to show solidarity and community. Uh, we'll explain a couple of the ground rules for our show. The timeout high five technique. If Doc Rick or I are mentioning something and we're particularly pleased with ourselves, we will say hey now, high five. and. You gotta do a timeout first. Timeout, high five. And the timeout explain. If I'm talking about something that perhaps is technical that you may not understand where Doc Rick is, then we'll say timeout, explain technique. And we'll explain what we we're talking about and then get it back to uh, concentration skills because both of us have the attention span of a, uh, <laughs> a furry squirrel that's just been given some acorns. So I'm going to invoke a delayed timeout high five right now from the last show if anybody was watching and I hope more people are watching <laughs> in the future. Um, what happened was we were talking about the components of a good shoe and I was talking about how the portion behind the heel needs to be very firm. So then Doc Improv took off his shoe to demonstrate his shoe and it just so happened that it was soft and squishy. So I wanted to present something. Uh, I was originally going to do an imitation of Mo of the Three Stooges, a holistic version of Mo of the Three Stooges, and I was gonna take that shoe and hit you over the head with it. Perfect. But I am a pacifist by nature, so I did not want to do that. So instead, I came up with a gift for you, and I am going to present you with a pair of firm heel cups to place into the back of those hemp shoes you were wearing. <laughs> they are hemp, so that's one good thing. But yes, I'm very excited, Dr. Rick. Thank you for this gift. Now, also, we can substitute, you know, there's the very things, but I, I will use these uh, gladly with my hemp shoes that are still incredibly comfortable, even though they do not have they a don't, heel cap they don't at meet, all. They don't meet the criteria, no, they do but not. at least that will give you the opportunity so you get a, another shoe to wear, like today, Focus. You're already on a different shoe that yes. is better. Yes. That is nice. I am. Excellent. Thank you. So, anyway, hold on to your gift. And, I will. And cherish it. I will cherish it for a lifetime. <laughs> and with that, we are going to get to our introductory hey nows. Hey now, Doc Improv. Hey now, Doc Rick. We want to, I want to wish you a good show. Good show. Have a good show. And, uh... 
You know, Doc Frank, why should people watch our show? That is a very good question, Doc Improv. And the reason is, that would be to achieve better health through self-empowerment with the understanding that it all starts with your feet. The idea is also to add one holistic principle each time you watch the show to gradually transform yourself to a more healthy and holistic per person. So that is the gist of it. We want people to be self-empowered and not have to be relying on prescriptions and going to the doctor. When we want people out there exercising instead and eating well, for Absolutely. instance. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Before we get to our topic today, orthotics, let's review a recent Start With Your Feet video titled Black Sneakers for Ladies. So in this recent Start With Your Feet video, I promote black sneakers for ladies as a way to encourage them to wear their sneakers more and to be able to put their orthotics in it. So as opposed to wearing a white sneaker with clothes, which to me doesn't really, uh, that's sort of like a fashion faux pas sometimes, it sort of also looks a little bit informal. I believe that if you can jazz the sneaker up a little, make it black, brown, beige, gray, it looks more like a shoe. And then ladies, of course, who are usually very fashionable are gonna wanna wear them. The added bonus is if it has an insole that comes out, they can put their orthotic in. So what do you think about that? Absolutely makes sense. Um, and I've seen some of my patients that are elderly patients, they really have fun with taking their sneakers and adding things to them to sort of decorate them. There's all sorts of ways you can kind of trick out your sneaker. So yeah, I agree. So they can do like little arts and crafts projects. They do, that's exactly what they do. On their yeah, they have like little, they, there's actually things they sell that are like little buttons almost that click on to where the laces are or little sort of almost like pins that they put on. And yeah, they have fun with it, so absolutely. I have also noticed that there seems to be the shoe industry, I think, is coming around on this subject because there seem to be a lot more fashionable sneakers that are being displayed now. Absolutely. Um, so I think that people are out there or other shoe companies are starting to realize, they're listening to let's, try, let's try to get the, the women in more comfortable shoes so that they don't hurt their feet. Um, something, I else, something else that I saw, once I was in a store and I saw a woman wearing a high-heeled sneaker, which was sort of like a mix between a heel and a sneaker, and it was in the sneaker format, but for women that are used to wearing a heel, they sometimes are not comfortable in the flat. Sure. So what, what you can do to make up for that is you can work on the inside of the sneaker. Either you can put a heel lift on the inside or you can take your orthotic, which will give you a little lift, put that on the inside and simulate what you're trying to do with the heel. And by the way, you don't really want to go more than two inches on a heel because then that really starts to throw off the the spine and the foot and the knee and the hip and all that. Absolutely. I also tell them if you are used to a high heel for so long, you can't go from a high heel to a flat immediately, do it in increments and go down slowly before you sure. get used to that, for sure. And you also, uh, if you're used to wearing a high heel a lot, you also do need to be doing an Achilles tendon stretch every day. Absolutely. So that's stretching the Achilles so that you will be comfortable in a flat because when you are in a heel, that's gonna shrink your Achilles. So you will end up having 
foot flattening problems, but also it just won't be comfortable walking flat. So you have to counteract that with an active Achilles stretch every day. I do it in the shower. You just have to make sure you're not going to slip and right. do and make sure that it's not too slippery in there. But I just do it in the shower because I'm going to be showering every day and uh, make sure I get my Achilles stretch in. Even though I don't think I'll be wearing high heels in the future, I'm just doing it as a prevention because you're, the male Achilles is going to shrink also yes. as you get older. Yes, definitely lots of shrinkage as a male when you get older. Um, I do the Achilles stretch actually before I do the hit, before I do there my hit the exercises I do Speaking it. Speaking so. of hit, I feel so strongly about hit, which is high intensity interval training, that I want to, again, give everybody a quick synopsis of my Docric prescription for it. So it's basically a 10 minute form of aerobic exercise that will do more for you than the typical one hour exercise that most people do. So basically you start by picking your sport, whether it's walking or running or an exercise bike or swimming or an elliptical or a treadmill. You wanna make it close to home so that you can do it in the morning. That's, that's perfect so that you don't wait till the end of the day to do it when everybody's busy. Do it close to home. You don't have to get up that much earlier to do this. So do it in the morning. It takes 10 minutes. Uh, do it before you leave for work or school. It's not hanging over your head. Try to do it Monday through Friday. Five days a week is great. If you want to do it on the weekends, fine. But that on the weekends is when I go to the gym because I can't really get to the gym during the week. So I save the gym for the weekends. I do the hit. Monday through Friday. So here's a quick prescription. So you're, I, I'll tell you what I personally do. I go out on my street in front of my house and then I'll sprint for 20 seconds and then I walk for about a minute, catch my breath. And I'll do that back and forth about six times. And then the final three sprints will be 15 seconds with a minute uh, recovery speed after that. So the, the thing that you must know is that the, when you're doing the slower, uh, the 15 second intervals, you must do them faster and by doing that you will be building your body up and keeping your telomeres long which is anti-aging and it's good for it's good for wellness health and longevity you are so, correct sir <laughs> so we invite everybody in the start with your feet holistic strides movement to make america healthy again by doing your hit monday through friday in the morning and with that we are going to move into our main topic, and that is orthotics. So last, the last show we talked about the makings of a good shoe. That's always important. And to me, the one-two punch. So the thing about the shoe is you want that shoe to be firm behind the heel. You want the insole to come out and you want a lace or a Velcro to push you back. So by taking that insole out, it allows you the ability to put in arch support or a prescription orthotic in. So uh, a prescription orthotic is, I call them eyeglasses for your feet. So it's going to, the first thing that you wanna do is you wanna make sure that the material matches your foot. So I call it the yin and yang theory of orthotics. So if the person has a flat foot, you want something more firm under the foot. If the person has a hard foot, you want something softer under the foot. So that's the first thing. And I find that a lot of my patients come in and the ones that have complaints about orthotics typically are uh, showing me ones that are very hard. 
And so as you get older in age, you also need to start pivoting towards a softer orthotic despite the fact that they might have a flat foot. So uh, you need to take that into consideration where if the orthotic is not going to be good if they can't tolerate it. Sure. So they have to tolerate it. So as you get older, must get a little bit softer. And then also, if for instance, if someone has a bad back, I have found that uh, anything too hard, if somebody has a back issue, will not be tolerated either. So I'm going to immediately default to a softer material also. What is your experience um, with that? Exactly the same. And as a matter of fact, I just had my orthotics refurbished and it basically has a hard plate, but I knew I was gonna be doing a tremendous amount of walking when we traveled abroad. So they did something called a PPT fill, which is, as you, as you know, for the audience, you could do a timeout explain. It's basically a soft cushion in the arch area, soft cushion on top, just to give me both the control from that firm center, but also some softness and cushioning for my back and for the joints, just as a cushioning mechanism. So right, so you softened up your orthotic. Absolutely. And so to have that work out. It worked out phenomenal. Of course, you know, you were dealing with very uh, hard pavements there. Hard uneven pavement, uneven hard. cobblestones that right. are centuries old. We averaged about 10 miles a day and I was fine. It was, it was wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah, I'd like to be able to walk that much at home. <laughs> so, um, so once you have the material chosen, then the next step is the prescription writing. So to me, the thing that differentiates a prescription orthotic from an over-the-counter arch support, let's call it, is the prescription. So you want to take into account the back of the foot, the middle part of the foot, and the front of the foot with uh, a prescription that according to when I do my exam, I'm putting all of that into the prescription. So you're choosing the material, you're writing a prescription. So with that, you are then basically giving eyeglasses to your feet, where you're going to be balancing it out. And even if you have a hard foot that's not moving a lot, you still want to control motion. Uh, with you, when you have a flat foot, you certainly want to control motion. Uh, but you want to do it in a way that is comfortable. So that's that it goes. That's the theory when I go. Uh, I'm going to be writing a prescription for a patient for orthotics. Um, I did design my own orthotic uh, with the intention also of being able to make it a little bit more available to to my patients because I found that in. Uh, the old way of doing it, it can be a little bit pricey and, so, and a lot of the times the insurances do not cover it. And so I didn't want that to be a barrier. I found it very frustrating that a lot of my patients did not want to get the orthotic even if they had a foot problem. And I was frustrated and it took me a while but I was able to find a lab that was able to uh, do what my vision for that was to make a more affordable yet customized orthotic, not like an over-the-counter arch support where the, some podiatrists will take it and just be a middleman and hand it out to the patient, right. or at the very least, uh, for some, in that situation, you can try to personalize it with some sort of homemade posting and padding, at least try to do something like that to make it a little bit more customized. Right. Uh, do you have any uh, background on orthotics with that kind of experience? Yes, and, and also 
from my standpoint, my introduction into podiatry when I was a 16-year-old county champion shot putter and discus thrower, I dropped a 16-pound shot put on my foot and crushed it and got better by seeing a podiatrist and made me orthotics. And, and literally from the time I've been 16, I've been in custom orthotics. So from the standpoint of as, as a clinician dispensing them, but also from the standpoint as a, a user uh, from since 16 of orthotics, I believe in them and, and uh, I, I think it's great that you did what you did because you're right. Oftentimes you're struck between a rock and a hard place with trying to do what's right for the patient, but they simply can't afford it. So I think what you did is brilliant actually. Thank you. Um, I also find that there's a lot of self-treatment where the patient will just go get anything and it's totally inappropriate. And so that can make matters worse. I also find it fascinating true story that uh, a patient once came into me after we had dispensed custom orthotics and said, Doc, these are just amazing. I can't thank you enough. And I went to see how they were doing and I looked and I said, well, wow, this is great. Now if you take the left and put it in the left shoe and put the right in the right shoe, it'll work even better. So it's really kind of bizarre how when you sort of alter the biomechanics, sometimes it helps. It's just very strange. Yes, but I've also had patients that have done that and they're going, you know what, my orthotics are feeling kind of funny uh -huh. and I took a look and the same thing happened. So I know that if it was me, I would notice it immediately. Oh, absolutely. But not everybody. But the thing that's really gratifying about the orthotic is that somebody comes into you for, let's say, some sort of musculoskeletal condition like a heel spur or a tendonitis or an arthritis. And once you reduce the pain, however you're going to do that, I choose to do uh, holistic, natural ways of doing it. Um, the way to try to keep the pain from coming back is by getting that patient into the orthotic Absolutely. so that the biomechanical pathology does not get repeated over and over again uh, so that they're constantly coming back with the same problem. So it's a way to get the patient onto the right path for the long term. Of course. And get them, you know, not only pain free, but then they can take that and go exercise regularly and really do a nice, uh, a nice bit of health improvement for themselves. The analogy that I always use with patients, can, can I just have surgery? Well, yes, you say they have a bunion problem. Can I just have surgery? Yes, but it's analogous to when you have a car and your tires are out of alignment and you replace the tires, what's gonna happen eventually? If you didn't address the, the cause of the problem, they're out of alignment, they're gonna come right back again. So sure. with the orthotic, you're aligning them correctly so that you don't get the problem back again. And sure. it's certainly a more holistic, less aggressive, you know, For more sure. conservative approach. You know, so. pa uh, patients say, is there a non-surgical approach to a bunion? And I say, yes, and I'm actually proof because I've had a mild bunion on one of my feet for 30 years, roughly. Guess what? It hasn't gotten bigger in 30 years because I wear my orthotics pretty much every day for the last 30 years. So I can tell you that it's not only gonna balance your foot, it's actually gonna, it will slow down the bunion progression. It will balance out the, the forces from the front part of your foot as it relates to the bunion. A lot of times you're gonna get pain under the second toe joint related to the bunion being out in the left field. So it actually is a way to slow down the progression of the bunion as well as improving function of the foot too. Imagine that it actually works. Who would have thunk? It does work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think that we can move on to uh, our next topic. What's up with that? Not to be confused with what's up with that. And it's a, it's a perfect tie-in uh, because my, my what's up with that is, is orthotics. 
or the seemingly expert that you see on a cruise with a white lab coat, or when you go into a mall nowadays, the expert, he must be a doctor or a butcher, he or she is wearing a lab coat. But the reality is, all you have to do nowadays is because it's a big business and there's money to be made. You go into a Walmart and, and for the heck of it, they have these kiosks in most places that have some type of device that's supposed to accurately measure your arch. And so for the heck of it, I, I stepped into that kiosk in a Walmart because I know that I have a very high arch and I have what's called a supinated foot. If you want to call a timeout, explain a, a very hard, high arched foot. A, a hard that, foot? A, a hard foot that hard doesn't foot. have any shock absorption at all. And so I need a very specific sneaker and a very specific orthotic to address that problem. And sure enough, I step on what's supposed to read my arch and it recommends an arch me. It recommended the exact opposite of what I needed. It recommended something for someone with a very flat foot. So, so my main advice would be that you want to go to an expert. You want to go to a podiatrist, an expert that deals with problems of the foot so that they can properly get you the art support that you need, the orthotic that you need. You can't, it's not one size fits all. That machine may work occasionally, but it doesn't work all the time. You want somebody with insight that can look at you, examine you, look at your ranges of motion, watch you walk, and then based on his or her level of expertise in the field, recommend the appropriate running sneaker for you or shoe, and also recommend the appropriate orthotic. And in your case, you've even surpassed that because you came up with your own because of right. your biomedical knowledge, right. uh, biomechanical knowledge. So yeah, I, my, my main complaint is just, it's amazing. I just had a patient that came in the other day. They went on a cruise and they bought a $450 orthotic that was an over-the-counter hard piece of plastic that was actually exacerbating. It was actually making the problem worse, not better. Um, so maybe shame on me for not explaining what I'm capable of doing and getting that patient into the orthotic, but I wasn't on the cruise with them. They didn't offer to take me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. But when you go to somebody that's an expert in the field, then at least you know they're gonna be giving you the proper device and make you better, not sometimes making the symptoms worse. Right, and, but also a lot of these devices are not really orthotics. No. They're calling, they might call them orthotics, but they really are arch supports, and the only thing really they're doing is putting some sort of material under the foot. Right. And a lot of times it's not correct. So you can have a person, a patient, a person that has a flat foot, but they have a back issue. So if they do that kiosk, it's gonna tell them to put a firm material under their foot. And I was talking about earlier, that's not necessarily gonna be tolerated by the patient. Yeah, and also, I find that if you just look at the arch height, or a footprint, and then you actually continue your, your exam and see actually how the foot is functioning, then it might surprise you uh, that where you would predict it to be one way, and it's actually the opposite. So that's where the medicine being an art and a science, it's not just a cookbook footprint that you can plop out a, a device. There's more to it, it's nuanced. If somebody has, for instance, neuropathy, which is the nerves are not functioning properly. They can have a, a foot that doesn't feel well. So there are things to do for that in your prescription writing. For instance, usually in, in a case like that, I am going to go with a full length orthotic rather than a three quarter length because I want that whole foot protected. Sure. Um, when you take out the insole of the shoe, there, at the tip of it where the orthotic ends, there might be some string or some glue 
that can cause a problem if the patient has no feeling. Absolutely. It can cause an ulcer, uh, an infection. And so all of that has to be taken into account also. So yeah. that's, my, that's, my, that's my feelings on that. So it looks like we are out of here for today. And I just want to say thank you, Doc Improv, for thank another you, fine show. Thank you. Um, informative. Informative, fun. I like it. <laughs> um, I want to just give a heads up to the to the to the peeps out there that we are going to be taking a few month hiatus on holistic strides. We're going to uh, regroup a little bit uh, and come back in early 2020, leaner and meaner. Literally. So uh, <laughs> we are going to come back at you in a new and improved holistic strides and we look forward to uh, giving more holistic health information especially as it relates to the foot we look forward to seeing you in 20, early 2020 so until next time keep on watching holistic strides to keep everything zen thank you <laughs>